Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Carbonite Bounty BS with me and the nerds here. I hope everybody's had a good week, but um, yeah, we're back, and some new details about Bad Batch, and some also interesting stuff we got coming along the Star Wars, you know, Star Wars Galaxy that we'd love to share with you guys. But before we get started here, um, let's let DP let us know where to find us at. Uh, NerdCyclopedia.com, people, make sure that you are going on your favorite website, NerdCyclopedia.com, and hitting up all our links at um, NerdCyclopedia. We are on Twitter facebook and also on instagram and i'm actually live streaming our um episode right now so on instagram hey check us out um also make sure that you know if you're watching us on youtube right now you are hitting that subscribe button and also hitting that notification button so anytime that we're on you know that we're on um if you are listening to us on podcast make sure that you are subscribing to us on iHeartRadio. Um, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, anywhere that you listen to your favorite podcast, we are there. And also, you know, drop us a line on the emails, um, nerds at nerdsacopedia.com. Um, join our Facebook group. We are everywhere on like social media. Carbonite Bounty BS, Star Wars um, podcast group. There we go. And thank you for the intro, DP. Um, like I said, exciting news for everybody. Before we get going here, we'll just go around the table for all our new listeners and people out there. Um, first off, you've just heard him, but uh, our guy really needs no introduction. The theme of themes himself, we have D.P. Brown in the house. There you go. That's who secondly, I am. That's who I be. Secondly, we have a guy that's really our legacy Star Wars guy. He was there in the theaters when it started, and he's followed this journey the whole time. The man of a thousand names himself. With this week, we're going with Admiral Tarkin. Evening, everyone. <laughs> and last but not least, the other co-founder of this, and a guy that really needs an introduction, we got our guy, S.C. Hitch. What's up? So, guys, as we dive into this, I mean, you know, let's just, we'll get into the news first, and then we'll obviously finish with our weekly Bad Batch content. But, uh, you know, just off camera before we got started here, it seems like Rosario Dawson, you know, and it's always funny, you know, so these actors can't seem to keep their mouth shut, but dropped a little <laughs> dropped a little bit of hint, you know, as far as um, you know, some castings going along. So it looks like we have a potential Thrawn and Ezra Bridger um casting for her series and you know, as we talked about maybe um kind of an Avengers endgame kind of setup, it looks like that they toss some of these other series together. So what are you guys first thoughts on these? Um I'm loving if so. I was super excited when I heard um, Mads Mickel, oh, well, Mads Mickelson, Lars Mickelson. I'm getting mixing him mixed up with his brother now. Lars Mickelson, his brother was um, Mads, who played on Hannibal and was in Rogue One. Um, but um, Lars Mickelson, actually, you know, we found out from Hitch, you know, off mic that he voices um, uh, Admiral, you know, Grand Admiral Thrawn on um, Rebels, right? Mm, yep. Yep. So it would be awesome if he is a planum. That would just be super spectacular. I mean, that would show me so much foresight from Dave Floney that, okay, he's casting these voice actors with them in mind to later play the um, actual characters if they go into live action. I mean, that would just, just be so awesome. Um, and I don't know too much about Ezra Bridger, but I heard he's really popular in Rebels. So um, can't wait. Yeah, I'm starting to watch Rebels, and Ezra is is a combination Luke Han character, young, uh, naive, thinks everyone is going to help him, and believes pretty much everything. He's kind of a, I don't know, he's like that. That's the best way I can describe him. But he's but he's a legit character. Like I like it <clears throat> the way it's going along. I've heard some people say that Rebels is sort of a uh, comic relief type of thing, and there's a little more humor in it. Like it's mm -hmm. kind of, it's kind of slapstick. But after you get past all that and you just start to get into the characters, it's uh, it's cool. And yeah, I can't wait to see Thrawn like live, like for real. I mean, I don't. That was always when I read Last Command. I always thought that that was going to be the end prequel to Star Wars. Like they were going to come out and do Last Command, and that was going to be the end. How it all kind of, you know, came to a head. But uh, I can't wait. Very, very exciting. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of along you guys as well. Like, it's they, the castings are cool. I mean, the Ezra Bridger, I mean, the guy they have casted for him, and I forget his name, but he's been out there for a while. They've been, like, kind of deepfaking his photo and stuff, so it looks like that they are actually going with him. Speaking of deepfaking, I don't know if you guys uh, heard, but uh, Star Wars officially signed a YouTuber. So Star Wars has signed a really? YouTube. Yeah, one of us, you know, one of one of us in the community. Somebody was doing deep fake fan fiction movies. Um, wow, that's awesome. Know, typically, they usually clip those or try to, you know, shut them down for or seek legal action. But with this person, they decided to hire him. So there's definitely a future out there for YouTube. And it seems like with Filoni and the new peoples at LucasArts and LucasFilms that they're kind of embracing this this fan culture, this new fandom. You know, if you that's can't beat them, can't beat them, hire them. <laughs> it's that deep fake work, you know. That's that. It's just that, you know. Once AI, AI is doing such a good job with deep fakes now, that they can almost like outsource that stuff. It's so crazy that that the, the amount of like what you need to do it has gone down. That you can do it at home, and people are there's like an artistry to it. And what I think is being found out is that bridging the last gap of the uncanny valley, there's no way to automate that. It's something that you have to paint. Um, you know, it's an art, and so it's great that Lucas starts. And uh, Disney in general is willing to throw some money at this problem since they're being stingy elsewhere, uh, <laughs> which is maybe a thing for our other show to talk about. Uh, but uh, I'm excited about this casting. I, I think that, you know, certainly the looks is correct for these characters and for them to be, you know, the ages that they'll be uh, in the Ahsoka timeline, in the, in the Mandalorian-ish, right? right? Post, post episode six. Uh, I I am exactly like Ken in that I watched or read all the Admiral Thrawn stuff and thought it was really the best story. The best story that they had was the Thrawn stuff in Legends, um, story-wise. Uh, maybe there are some better books in there. Uh, I know some of our listeners are very partial to the New Jedi Order uh, series, which I read and thought was very good as well. Um, but I think that Thrawn is really the best of the, you know, what was... Uh, retconned out. Thrawn is the best of, of the things that were cut out. So it's great to see Thrawn returning and to see them go in this direction. It opens up just a laundry list of things that Admiral Thrawn can do. And because Thrawn is the strategic genius, uh, whatever you give that remnant of the Empire, it's enough. Because what makes Thrawn dangerous is Thrawn. Nothing else about him. Not some magical fleet of ships no one else knew about. Shh. A hidden fleet. So, so, so I've been hearing about this Thrawn character like for ever, ever since you know the the Soak episode was you know um, you know came on the Mandalorian, and I'm I've just been so enthralled at the the name Thrawn just sounds hard. Um, what makes you 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 see you, you alluded to a little bit of Hitch, but just tell me a little bit about this Thrawn character. Just what makes him like you know what's what's the difference between him Darth Vader? What makes him such a you know, badass just like that. Sure. So, so Darth Vader is very powerful, right? Darth Vader has uh, things about he's a he's a witch. You know what I mean? He can read your mind and, and move stuff around. He's got the laser sword. Thrawn has just his mind, and mm -hmm. he is an innovative commander that wins space battle engagements by thinking in an extra dimension. So, and I don't want to get into really into the specifics about like the things that he's done just in case they steal plot points. So I don't want to spoiler out, you know, people, but I will say that he's portrayed as sort of like the, like he thinks about things outside the box. He thinks creatively. He studies a species art to gain insight into a commander. So uh, like if he were facing Admiral Akbar, for instance, he'd be looking at a Mon Calamari opera, like we saw in episode three. So this would be something in the plot you'd see. Uh, some very cool stuff. And so he, he's like the Alexander the Great. You can never beat him in a one-on-one -on -one straight fight because he'll find a way to win by doing something you didn't think possible. I Where, thought... In, like yeah, the Sith used use the Force for... You know, they use the power of the Force. Thrawn uses it for mental mm. strength. So it's, it's, it's a totally different battle. It's a totally different battle he fights. Yeah, it, and it's not it's not like heisty one-upsmanship either. It's more like the one thing that reminded me the most of Thrawn that we've seen in, in canon so far is that uh, move in episode eight 
uh, where where Admiral Dalla like um, where she rams does the uh, light speed ramming into into the big the big cruiser. Oh man, that that's smacked of of something Admiral Thrawn would do, right? Like they would call that. Like I almost thought they were gonna call it the Thrawn maneuver just to be like exactly like that, because that seems like something that Thrawn like that you know maximizing you know punch, right? Um, it's just very interesting, and Thrawn has a very awesome look if you've seen it. So yeah, this yeah. character will be very yeah. striking on screen with right. red eyes and black jet black hair and blue skin. Mm. Um, you know, Thrawn is is gonna stick at the top of the Republic Navy despite the fact that he's not a human, and despite the fact that Palpatine. I, I think I think we're you know one thing I think this is like a this is a super side thing that I think is that the reason Palpatine prefers humans as his underlings is because it's easier for him to control them because he's yeah. more, it's like a more familiar brain for him. And so Thrawn survives all of that. Like Thrawn is, is indispensable to, to the empire. And that's how good he is at being mm-hmm. the Admiral. So mm-hmm. that's why Thrawn is such an intriguing character to plop into this situation, because unlike the Skywalkers, for instance, mm-hmm. Thrawn's, what Thrawn can do isn't tied to who he is. He can do anything. Right. It's kind of like his, like we were saying, you know, his, his kind of use of the force is more like a battle meditation. You know, he can see strategically events in the future and, and things of that nature. So, I mean, I, I think DP, you'll really like his character. Um, it's something different, you know, cause you always have the Sith and the Jedi. So you kind of need, you know, kind of like your Grievous and some of these other characters who have different, you know, elements to them. So, you know, I think you'll be really excited about him. And, and good shout on the books. Those guys, those books are really excellent. So definitely good shout on that. Yeah, can't wait to can't wait to check him out. You know, hopefully, um, it just sounds like he's just going to be a big part of the Ahsoka series or however they cross that over to um to when they, you know, end up doing battle with them and everything. So I'm 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 super excited. I'm just super excited about all, all, all this Star Wars content coming up. Right. And they're, ca- and they're casting these these other characters that are going to span the gap between, you know, this Bad Batch series that we're about to talk about in time, this Order 66 era, and the modern era, the post-original trilogy era. And so it, it gives them the opportunity to bring characters forward from one show to another, meaning someone like Omega, we already have her brother in Mandalorian. It's just, it, all of it cycles this like recognition and, and excitement. It's weird. It's like they've created a false nostalgia for me, right? Because these are all characters I didn't grow up with, but I'm going to be excited to see them like I did. So this right. is, yeah. it's good work, man. I'm excited. Yeah. And Hitch, I know you kind of alluded to it as far as on your other show, but, um, you know, it looks like, you know, Disney might be losing the battle here with this, uh, you know, premium, premium access Disney plus, you know, I, 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 I listen. When, I, when that broke today, I never seen this coming. I mean, I personally thought it was a success based on you know my likelihood of not going to the theater. Um, it seems like you know this Delta variant may be getting a little stronger, and I, I've already seen Disney's already making guests wear masks indoors again after they got rid of all that. So um, mm-hmm. I thought you know all signs are pointing this is a good thing, but obviously. Um, Scarlett Johansson, you know, obviously felt otherwise. And it's kind of sad about this because one of the rumors were that they were looking at maybe her to play Mara Jade as a character. But um, with this lawsuit, she's kind of done all across the board with anything related with Disney. So I don't know. I mean, I think that the Han Solo movie and a lot of the stuff they had might, might you know, get shelved. But then again, maybe they'll rewrite the contracts to, uh, I guess, compensate better from what these actors thought they were getting. It's just like, because this movie, like, how do you calculate the box office? Because if you look at a box office of $80 million, for instance, that gets cut up a lot of different ways before it even right. makes it back to the studio. You know, it gets split up with the chains and all, and all that other stuff. But the streaming revenue does not. And that is what's very crucial about it is it is direct. So Peacock's direct to Comcast, you know, Disney Plus direct to Disney, HBO Max direct to Warner, whatever Probably. that is now. Yeah whatever that is. <laughs> so they seem to go conference. So it comes directly in. So if you pay 30 bucks and I think they said there were 60 million or 20 million buys or something like that. So there was 60 million in revenue here. That's equivalent to something like $250 million of box office take. So when you are, you know, slicing that up and it's a, like a profit sharing agreement and they change the way the profits are calculated, they can account it out differently to sort of underpay. 
So in this case, you know, it, they were saw, they were talking about having to rework everything because they didn't put it out in, in the in the studios exclusively before they did this. And so I think that that Disney's in some trouble here. And you can tell they're in trouble because when they re- when they come out, their their rebuttal isn't no, we didn't breach this contract. It's for her to bring this up in times of a pandemic. Yeah, yeah. My goodness gracious, yeah. right? Yeah. Always so, blame the pandemic. Always got to. Yeah. I have a rule, and that's anytime someone starts whining about the rules of the fight, they lost the fight. <laughs> so we'll see how this all shakes out. But for a preliminary, my preliminary sense of it is that they're in some trouble. And quite frankly, they can afford to be. Pay her. Pay these people. Pay them. There's lots of money. I think these people, I think the, these creators, and, and not just the the capital C creators, you know, I mean, the real uh, high-end people yeah like yeah. the johansons and the downey juniors of the world that should be making the big bucks but i mean everybody should get get a hunk here and uh you know maybe hopefully disney will learn a lesson about ordering things in a way that is equitable and not trying to you know take a lot of this marvel money and and, and squirrel it away for once mickey mouse enters the public domain eventually you know what i mean like that's not that's not cool so let's get it cycling back and we want this spent not not spent, right? Definitely. And, you know, as far as that, like we said, obviously that's the Marvel side of things, but hopefully, you know, this doesn't funnel into some of the projects they had planned for us because, as we all know, in the corporate world, you know, you take from one, it's it's coming from somewhere else. So uh, we've already talked about the, um, you know, Rangers of the Republic being canceled already. Um, you know, there's you, you just don't know the ramifications of what, what can happen and what will happen, but uh, – you know, like I said, as of as of now, Solo Two seems like it's a go. Um, that'll be, that'll awesome. be interesting. Yeah, that'll be yeah. very interesting to see. So I'm excited for that one. I would have thought that they would have went more of a series, Rob, because the uh, the the guy I, I forget his name, you know, who plays Solo and everything. He doesn't see that. He doesn't carry that movie type presence. He he carries more of a um, you know, TV ish, you know, yeah, type yeah. presence. Um, I, I'm, I'm happy to go see a solo, you know, two, um, two movie because the first one I thought was, you know, decent, especially on, upon rewatching. Um, but I thought I would have thought they probably would have went more of a, um, you know, TV streaming type of route with that. No, well, I think but it's I think Han it's Solo a movie. Well, yeah, it's Han Solo. He's got to have a movie. He's got to be in the movie theater. Got to go to the box. Got to go to the big screen to see that. It's Han yeah. Solo. Yeah, man. I mean, you can't you can't take Han Solo. I mean, I don't care who's playing. You don't take Han Solo and put him on the song. Yeah, screen. I'd rather, I'd like them not to call it Solo Two. Don't, uh, don't do that. And, and please do, and take away that a Star Wars story thing off. Just, yeah, oh, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I'd like enough. to see like this, the the uh, the adventures of Solo and Calrissian, or you know, something. Because at the end of Solo, is they they got together, right? Mm-hmm. They got. They got together, so and that's a big part of their relationship. And I'd like to see that. I'd like to see that. Right. I'd like to see them go after IG eighty uh, eight. Mean, that was a big, that was a big uh, conflict for them because they both wanted different things in that going after him. Yeah, you know, they wanted they wanted different uh, takes. Right. Uh, they, were, they were both working for Java at the time too, so yeah. that would be a good story to see in the big, but. I, I knew I know what you're saying, DP. I mean, I could I could digest it week to week too, but yeah, yeah. I mean, ten years away from from Order sixty six, about then is when Solo two will be. So, I mean, the Bad Batch would be probably active if they're alive and they don't die uh, in the end of the season, which I doubt would happen. <laughs> that would be stupid for them to do that. Omega's going to save all of them at some point. <laughs> I mean, she'll be like 20. She'll be like 20 and she'll be Boba Fett's uh, Boba Fett's sister, right? That, I mean, that, that feels like something that should show up in one of these Han Solo movies, doesn't I it? Would, yeah. I would kill if if Omega showed up in a solo movie, it would I would just end it for me, man. I'm like I'm like crossover king right here. You got to Ooh, Omega in the solo movie. <laughs> that would be sweet. <laughs> I mean, it's so the so in my opinion, like after watching these cartoons, I'm way more amped up to see more of this post sixty six era, right? Yeah. Like I'm way I'm way more interested in that content. Like I, I'm excited to watch Solo again now, like understanding like what the like who the Pikes are, you know, things like that, right? Yeah, all that background stuff, you know, uh, that I was sort of like perplexed by before it will make sense. And so maybe I won't be think I won't I'll be able to immerse myself more in it, and I won't be distracted by the fact that Han Solo plainly isn't 
you know, Harrison Ford, which is okay because it's just what you know the nature of the universe is. Yeah. But maybe I'll be able to immerse myself. So, 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 I mean, speaking of that, you got used to the um, you, you, you were sort of jarred by the fact that um, okay, it's not like Harrison Ford can de-age, even though they got the technology. But um, you had to get used to this guy playing the Han Solo character, and he didn't do bad. No, yeah. it's, it's yeah. good performance for what he did. Yeah, I gotta get a job. He studied, he studied the mannerisms, mm-hmm. and even the relationship with him and Chewbacca was perfect. I mean, he nailed it from when they met in the prison cell, mm-hmm. to just their ongoing banter and the f- kind mm-hmm. of fighting, and they yeah. really sort of you know fell in love with each other. I mean, they had a relationship, and you really got that really strong through starting with a new hope you knew that there was something between solo and chewy right it was deep and yeah. the movie solo movie grabbed it like and you knew since you already knew you saw it you were a fan you knew what was going on and now you see where it started and the guy the kid did i don't know what the kid's name is uh, but i thought he was pretty well cast yeah uh, yeah he was like a relative unknown and everything. And I heard right. he had like a, but you can, um, you know, verify this, Trent. Um, but I think he had like real bad acting problems or something, you know, yeah, doing, yeah. Doing, doing the whole production. And they had to do a lot of work on him to get him up to par as like a um, likable, you know, <laughs> Hans. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's the, the, the movie came out, um, uh, you know, decent to me. And I'm, I'm loving the fact that they are even approaching the fact that they're going to do a second one because I thought that was just dead in the water after the performance of the um of the first one there. Yeah. But now there's this they've done a good enough job with this other stuff that they they want to have more they have more meat to put yeah. into this next yeah. solo movie, right? Yeah. Like yeah. like Beckett and you know that crew were created for the solo movie, right? Mm-hmm. Uh you know even Kira was created for the solo movie. So yeah. it was its own own entity and it seems to me like what they figured out is that the magic the magic thing for them to do is to dip into the deep the deep bench and have somebody show up that's a mainline like a tv main show up as a supporting character in a movie and that that is basically and, and, and who's doing that so far masterfully <laughs> they're 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 um they're 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 brothers across the hall the the mm-hmm. mcu <laughs> You know, so you you take pages out of that book. You know, um, they're they're doing the uh, Lando series. You know, um, they, it hasn't you know gotten word back if um, Don Don Donald Glover is going to do that, but they're still going to you know they're going forward with that. So I mean, you could in theory have Solo dip into the 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 Lando series and then dip back out into his his you know his own movie there and everything. I mean, you get it. You're going to have the Book of Boba Fett. You're going to have the Solo you know, series of movies, it looks like maybe two or three of these. You're going to have, you know, a Lando Calrissian series, the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. This is filling in everything that was missing. Every character that has an overlap with the previous 66 era or or running into that era and rolls through the the original trilogy and beyond is getting covered here. And so Mm -hmm. this this missing period of time that was always the radioactive George Lucas said, you're not allowed to even talk about it. You can't even mention anything that happened in this period of time is now starting to get filled in and it's allowing there to be, you know, it's allowing this connection between the stuff that's happening in the 66 timeline, the Mandalorian timeline and the post Skywalker timeline, right? Those three eras, which is what I'm going to start calling them the 66 era, the Mandalorian era and the post Skywalker era. (laughs) <laughs> Those three eras are all going to stitch together now because they have characters that are around for all of them, and they can. Why did Why did he not Why did he not want to talk about that period? Did he just he did not want uh, anybody writing any novels about that time. So it wasn't like he wouldn't muse about it. He just said, "This is all canon, blacklisted. You cannot say anything happened during this time. You can't mention anything that Han Solo did." When he was 13 years old, if you name it at a place and an event, you're not allowed to do that. Can't uh, do you can only talk about things that were referenced in the movies, and so they would always make a big deal. For instance, out of the fact that Han Solo had a scar on his chin, that was always a thing because they were allowed to create a reason why the scar existed because plainly it did, right? Yeah. And this was the degree of tightness that was that was uh, <coughs> the lid was very tight on this period. So for there to be the Order 66 period is very rich. 
because they had already created all of that fodder during the Clone Wars. They had created a lot of strands to have continue on, and it is completely blank. So there is not some Legends canon to overwrite. There is nothing. Yeah, right. well, I think he might have done that also because he had plans at some point to do it himself. So he didn't want it to be like overwritten or written in a way that he didn't have control over. He, he still... Yeah, you know, he Lucas was always very protective of certain parts of the story because I I think he just wanted to do something with it. Yeah, I mean yeah. That, that that answer makes a lot lot of sense because I mean that's a highly volatile this this period is a highly volatile you know time in the timeline sounds like you know and he really wanted to to do his part as far as telling that story, um especially with the Clone Wars. Yeah, because you, know? um, you could see how you could mess it up. You could go in. Like, yeah. Yeah, like screw it up and mess up the timeline, mess up the story, screw up the characters, you know, and not make everything sync up. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the man ran a tight ship, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he, was, he, he, was, he was the father. He was, you know, he's he's responsible for why we're sitting here right now, even though he's not in it anymore. He's still responsible for why why we're here and why there's still millions of people who are here, you know, still watching it still talking about it and know. yet and yet because no human is infallible there is jar jar binks <laughs> hey, you know, i'm just gonna say there's two characters that nobody's talking about jar jar binks and Leia. <laughs> why aren't there's they more. talking about jar jar binks more let's get him on stage can we get yeah, jar jar out here again bring him over here oh Misa, so happy to be here on your podcast Jamal Best just goes into the meeting. When when Jar Jar's not on the screen, they should be talking about Jar Jar. Where is Jar Jar? What is Jar Jar doing? We all know Hitch, that's your favorite character deep down. It is. And it's because it's the only character in Star Wars I could ever actually be cast as. Because I, I have all that's the that's the one I can play the bumbling doofus, right? But I don't think I can need a costume. No, there he goes. Uh, no special effects either. Uh, you mean uh, I don't? I can't swim that great. Swim. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jar Jar Binks can swim. <laughs> just goes back to his yeah, definitely the gun. The gun guns are fun. But uh, yeah, moving on from our kind of news and intro aspect, let's let's dive right into it, guys. I mean, another episode this week of Bad Batch. You know, on DP, I know that. Since you're the the newest crowned Star Wars fan, what, what were your thoughts? I mean, was, I definitely think it was a good episode as we're coming near the close here of this season. Yeah, we're coming on the back half of the season. Well, we are on the back half of the um, you know season one of um, um, Bad Batch. Infested is what it was called. It was a um, a pretty 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 decent episode. Um, you know the 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 A team as I like to call them. They're always into something. Like <laughs> and uh you know mega is always doing her thing as far as like you know um uh, uh just just she she's just doing her thing and everything so i thought it was a pretty 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 decent episode they definitely have a good uh formula for these i mean these guys get into a you know the, the well we say it that even with the clone wars everything was very mission oriented there was a there was an objective there was a conflict. They failed. They came back. They figured out a way to get through it and, you know, nailed it at the end. Uh, and I do love Omega. She is great. Like, can't quite figure out where, you know, where she's going to sit, you know, at the at the end, though. You know, where is she going to, is she going to leave the Caminoans? The Caminoans? I mean, there's still some, she still has some, something like that. Yeah. Come yeah. Still has some tie there. Yeah. You know, or is she just going to, go with the guys you know and learn and train them harness their power and and turn them into a, a, a true a true fighting machine we're learning more about spices <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> spice let me tell you about spice it's how you make it's how you make death sticks and <laughs> if you go to coruscant and you're in the Khorasani nightclub district. Let me tell you something, bud. They you ain't got no spice. You ain't being nice. 
a, 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 a throwaway line in a movie becomes a thing. So I mean, that's the um the the whole spice run, legendary spice run thing, and now we're just learning just a bunch of stuff. Well, the spice mines and Kessel, the Kessel yeah. Run is on right uh, yeah. Spice yeah. Plus. Mm-hmm. They needed to have, there was they needed to have a reason for all this uh you know intergalactic and interplanetary gangsterism, mm-hmm. and so yes. the drug trade is pretty convenient. Yes. So there you go. Yeah. From as far as a narrative device, it makes a lot of sense. And it, this was, and this spice situation, this spice trade, was very much a way for authors to make a legends novel into a cocaine story without having to talk about cocaine. Because why would there be cocaine in space? <laughs> DP, can you can you think of a reason why there would be space cocaine? You don't need to get high. You're already high in space. <laughs> Pretty much, you know, just how it is and everything. But it's okay. It's okay because you know this makes a lot. It does make sense that there would be some sort of MacGuffin-y, uh thing <laughs> for us to go for, right? Hunter and the gang—they never want to get involved with stuff. But um, Omega just <laughs> she just um, brings them back around. Like you know, when they get real reluctant on getting involved in a um, um, I forgot the with the green guy, the 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 one that's holding them over as far as like owning the money and stuff. Um, oh yeah, what's uh, it, what's her, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's a she. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Watch her. She's a she's like a transoidian figure. Say, yeah, I forget the uh, yeah. Roland Durand. Okay. Okay. Durand. Okay. And well, yeah, Devor- he, Devronian. Okay. Yeah. Devronian. But every time they're devils, the hair, they hunt the horns. They're they're devils, but they call it Devronian because you know. She was just a little overweight. That's why she looks a little different. <laughs> But Omega is like the um the, the soul of the group, you know. The if 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 um they're they're not trying to do the right thing, she gets the boys to the the guys to do the right thing, you know. Um and they and they yeah, how can you say no to Omega? <laughs> you know, she's just a sweet little child and everything, and she she I love I love her um sense of of doing right, you know, right from wrong, and you know that's just a typical that's the Star Wars, you know, thing right there. That's you know the the sense of of doing right. You know um, by someone. I, th- I don't think if you had that, not in like you know um, uh, element of you know these shows and movies and stuff, it wouldn't be Star Wars. You got to have that element of 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 doing right. You know, um, you know as far as that. So I like the way that they're depicting. It could have been an easy thing with with Omega, where she is just like the annoying kid, but she is not. She is definitely not that. It kind of reminds you of the episode when the uh, younglings, you know, had lost their lightsaber parts when they were building a lightsaber. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of like, you know, there's parallels to her character. As long as like a aging Ahsoka, she gets a little more mature because, you know, we keep forgetting how young Ahsoka was kind of drafted into the Clone War. You know, a lot of younglings were still, you know, being cared for at the, at you know, Coruscant at the, um, you know, Jedi Academy. So definitely I can see the, the parallels to her and, um, you know, kind of a basically a shared role in in a sense. You know, I mean, a lot of these characters have to have you have to have one A to have one B. You know, at least take a talk about the linearness of, of a lot of these series. So, I, I mean, I, I was excited to see you know somebody break up other than having just a bad batch. You know, another character we can go on. I mean, look how much has developed we got from you know Clone Wars. We talk about you know. Mm-hmm. You will get into rebels, things like that. So outside of the main characters, like you guys say, it's good to develop these other characters. You know, Ahsoka wasn't even mentioned, you know, three quarters through the Mandalorian, and look how much she's picked up, you know, speed, you know, on, on literally one episode. So you know, yeah. I, I I don't have a problem with Omega. I, I like the idea. But yeah. it's always when she's talking to these <clears throat> to these people and she's explaining what she what she thinks they ought to do, what she's saying is never you should do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. It's always, you should do the right thing because it's the right thing to do, and it gets you a better result than doing the bad thing. There you so, go. Yeah. So it's, it's that. It's it's that she's your conscience, but also she's figured out a way for that to get you the thing you want anyway. Yep. She's uh, right. And you can, you can see this playing off her, her real expertise as a, a strategist. Mm-hmm. She knows how it's all going to play out. You see that in that scene with Roland where, they're, where the pikes have them, uh, she looks at the gun first <laughs> and she mm-hmm. sees the gun and decides not to use it. Right. right. Uh, I think what's interesting about her in the sense that, you know, she, she's able to do strategy in places that aren't 
battle. And I think that that is what the Bad Batch miss. They are you know, able to handle any situation when it comes to fighting their way out of a problem, but they can't think their way away from a problem or around, around a problem. Around it, yeah. 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 They have to be in the middle of it. In most cases, they've all, they've caused it. They've yeah. caused it. <laughs> so I think in a lot of ways they've uh they're very good at getting themselves into and out of trouble. Uh I think Omega gives them focus kind of is going to anchor them a little bit so yeah she's, she's definitely they're like looking at her like wow who is this wow okay let's listen to her yeah okay. yeah she knows, she knows what she's talking about um but each each episode i'm just impressed at the uh the camaraderie and that's what that's what i loved about star wars is you got the a group of people that work together and they they respected each other and they listened to each other and they were able to get through, work through problems that way. <clears throat> and that's, that's an important thing. That's what was kind of missed in the new, in the new trilogy, the newest trilogies. You didn't yeah. really have this. Yeah. Okay. Ray and Finn and yeah. Okay. I get it. You know, they, they sort of got together, but didn't really have any group performances that were there. Now in all of what we've been talking about for the last two years, however long we've been doing this, we've got these groups of people that really come together in these with these challenges and bad batch is like a it's, a it's perfect it's the perfect recipe for all of this i mean now that you mentioned like you know um um trends uh <laughs> t mitch's favorite three movies <laughs> um, <laughs> um if if you had got ray finn and poe um together in the first you know movie and carried them out you know, through like all, you know, through all three of the movies together, instead of having them split off and then come back together, I right. think they got that, right? You know, yeah. you, oh, got, yeah. you oh. got that same camaraderie that you were talking about, which is a is a really great, you know, key element, um, you know, in, in like Star Wars and stuff. So, yeah, I do, I do, I do definitely agree with that. The DP, you're missing the most important element. You got to have a linear script to do that. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah. So we can't we can't write three different movies by three different people yeah. and then try to figure out and, and call them all Star Wars. Oh, yeah. That can't just yeah. get the everyone to just like you know open up and swallow, right? No, it's just not going to work. We're going here, but that doesn't make any sense. Shut up! Well, it's, it's what happens when I mean, your characters don't have agency. You know, it doesn't matter. It's Star Wars. Oh, we're gonna ram that ship with this ship at light speed. Wow, that will release a pretty insane amount of energy when you kill. How come no one's ever done this before? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's just like. <laughs> oh, they'll go ahead and give their money. They do it to us all the time, you know. And the fuel thing. There's a lot of stuff that they're they're doing a little differently now. I, I think it's like it's like an acknowledgement that there ha these these sort of tropey things that have to the MacGuffins, you know, um don't make it sound because we're gonna unleash a, a horde of uh you know zombies for instance or uh in fairy to talk to the Harry Potter people, right? These, these scenes this is these are tropes. These are things that that happen all over the place. The Mandalorian just did one of these last season with the spiders, the ice spiders. Mm -hmm. oh, and yeah. it's oh, and this is great. sort of a it's a Star Wars trope. And I think what's great for me is that this is basically what I asked them for. I wanted a race squadron series, which was special ops. This is a team. It's just basically what I asked for. I like the monster of the week peppering in. You have the political stuff where we're talking about chain codes for two weeks. And we're talking about civil yeah. liberties. Yeah. And now we're just smashing bugs. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I like the variety. It's, it's a great variety, um, you know, speaking of, um, you know, which and everything, the Clone Wars touched on a lot of that. So you're getting so if you're a big fan of the Clone Wars, you're still getting those, you know, elements and everything in this. But you're getting more of a focus with just these characters um, with the, with our um, A team, the Bad Batch. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm just loving it. Can't wait to see Crosshairs. He wasn't in this episode. So, you know, um, <laughs> um, hoping we see more of him towards this this these last few episodes these like these next few episodes yeah he's there yeah. and you know one thing they're foreshadowing here yeah, is I know, you, I know you're loving crosshairs again <laughs> yeah crosshairs in uh the uh the admiral the new admiral admiral what the heck's his name uh um we, we couldn't think of it last last oh, week yeah. Yeah. and apparently we can't think of it this week either <laughs> we're falling and, off yeah, hashtag CBBS. 
<laughs> Clip this up for everybody who thinks we're Star Wars fans and can't even think of a right, I can't remember the name. <laughs> we don't know names. This Clip podcast this isn't a trivia contest. Yeah. <laughs> right. All right. Certainly not. Certainly not a cartoon Star Wars trivia contest, yeah. which I wouldn't be caught dead in anyway. What were you saying, Hitch? I don't know, man. I, I, I was probably <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I just straight up inter- interrupted you there, but yeah. um, but yeah, so I need to a certain at a certain point, you know, I need to be interrupted. <laughs> this, um, you know, we we went on this kind of this little tangent about you know secondary characters once again. We've just made another, you know, came up with another reason on why the second, tri- the third trilogy didn't work. I mean, you have Rey and you have Kylo. They're considered tier one characters. There was no second tier character that they, they tried with, with Finn. And I think that's something John Boyega alluded to, you know, that, you know, that he was expected to be that, you know, like, you know, the Omega of the series. And for whatever reason, you know, they didn't develop him enough and, you know, Maybe they thought, you know, or maybe they think about, obviously, because he's not going to stick around recasting him, because we hear about future projects they'd like to do, maybe a Ray series, maybe, um, you know, the Grogu series later on down the line. I mean, so, yeah, I I just think that, um, you know, when you have these, you know, these characters that develop, and we've seen that in the Filoni-verse, so that's the interesting thing, you know, we've, ever since we've started all this stuff that he's been associated with, these layers and these complexities, these characters, you know, and it's not even just the, the second tier character. We've had characters, you know, we've seen in the Clone Wars weekly that either died or they we've developed these people within what twelve to fifteen minutes, you know. Yeah, so, they've they've you know, done that's, a good job as far as that. I'm I'm interested to see because we got that that little bit of a story with Finn, um, um, and how he became a clone trooper. Right. Um and nothing became of that, so that really piqued my interest. So about well, how do these? How do who? How do how do um people become stormtroopers? You know, was it um you know these these leftover clone you know um, clone troopers that eventually just all became stormtroopers? But apparently not. So he was kidnapped, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, the, 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 the new order. We, all the troopers were kidnapped, <laughs> taken. Okay, they were young kids. Maybe yeah. scouted. Scouted out from their, you know, for their for for certain abilities, mm-hmm. and they were all taken against their will. And I want to see that story. Yeah, I really thought they were going to go down that route, but then you know the John Boyega breakdown. I mean, like granted, they, I mean they recast they what War Machine after the first movie, so I don't have an issue with them recasting. You know, Finn, but um, you know, as we talk about, you know, we find out the end. He was force sensitive, like. You kind of leave this hole, and that's. I think you know we talked about it when we talk about novels. That's really the big hole in Star Wars. Like, I'd like to see a novel based on like we're talking about, like called Star Wars, and just call it Stormtrooper. And we understand the life of a stormtrooper who is, you know, maybe it's a. This is after Episode Eight, Episode Nine, even these new ones. You know, as we've seen the helmets broken, things like that in the Mandalorian of the life of a stormtrooper who suffered, who's you know who's who's done with the order. And kind of like their recollection of a life, you know, whether it's like a special ops kind of like we do with the Bad Batch. But, you know, that's something I'd like to see with, you know, Star Wars is going down this, you know, write a novel or go down, a, the, you know, the story of a stormtrooper, a life of a stormtrooper. That'd be something I think that might catch the eye, at least me. I'd be intrigued on that one. So, OK, so this timeline that we're in with, you know, the bad um, after Order 66, how long is it before we start seeing stormtroopers? It's coming soon. After these clones are gone, this is the clone army is really the end of it. So the grand clone army is the end. And um, as we start getting into episode four, that's when they're actually humans or humanoid yeah. figures, I believe. So yeah. the helmet markings are starting to change, and and depending on where the where rebels falls into this, which I, I'm not I'm not really sure, but rebels they're full on stormtroopers. They're okay, okay, okay. I'm interested so, to see if Bad Batch is going to go. Um, I'm assuming so because it has to be part of it's part of the history. So at some point they're going to have to address, you know, the coming of the of the stormtroopers, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, if, if in coming seasons, um, you know, I don't know how many seasons they're planning on doing batch, but um, um, they're going to have to address it. So I'm yeah. interested to see if they're going to take that little bit of story from um, um, from from the 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 Force Awakens and expand on that. Yeah, 
and even with the Bad Batch, you kind of seen it in the Mandalorian season two, as we got the, um, you know, those the Sith troopers, the Death troopers, you know, kind of mm-hmm. like, you know, you don't want stormtroopers to handle the elite squad. You they would they try to create their own, you know, Bad Batch, which were these, you know, these Death troopers that were, you know, programmed instead of being clones, they were computerized. So you kind of see the parallels in which they're trying to do to tie some of these characters together. Um, it'd be nice to see a couple of them, you know, I guess Phasma was kind of like your, you know, character that if you would have like a, a stormtrooper, any kind of trooper that was somebody that was, you know, maybe, and I think she has her own book, right? Phasma had a book. I didn't read it, but I think Phasma had a book out. So maybe that was their idea of maybe trying to come out with a story, but I think that was the closest we ever got to having somebody that's, you know, was developed from that. And it was different because you never seen stormtroopers in other suits. Obviously, we've seen the red, you know, with the jet troopers and the snow troopers and flame troopers, but you never really saw it was stormtroopers all in white, and their their leaders really were Thrawn or any admiral, you know, on the Death Star. So that, that's really unique to see how they, you know, how they change things. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's been a um, good season so far. Um, I'm interested to see they're they're slow walking the story just like how they did with the Clone yeah, yeah. Wars. So, um, I mean, it's a lot of story to tell. So I'm loving like the little adventures that you know these these guys go through. Um, liking Hunter, you know, he's like the 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 leader, and um, I forgot the glasses guy name, but you know, he's he's pretty just just anal to the point. <laughs> yeah. Um, and um, my man, um. What is his name? The B.A. Baracus guy, the 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 big dude, the um, record. Yeah, yeah, record. yeah, yeah, yeah. When they were in like the tunnel, <laughs> and um, you know, um, that that big monster and everything. You know, here's talking about the monster of the week and everything. I, I'm liking those small stories and how they get up out. Um, you know, get up out of these 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 situations that they do put themselves in. Yeah, and they do. They get themselves in every they. <laughs> There was a, there's always a point where they could have made it a better decision, but they don't. I, I, was anybody sort of like okay, so y'all really gonna leave Omega with um the? the <laughs> Are you really gonna do that right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, this is you, you. You didn't. You you're supposed to have her with you at all all times and everything. And Hunter was like, yeah, we don't want to leave here her with you guys, but they ended up just leaving her anyway. I guess there was nothing else they could do, but. They, they they just left the little girl. <laughs> well, luckily they didn't know how <clears throat> valuable she is, or else <laughs> they might not have thought that was equal collateral. You know why they need to keep both of them? She's worth so much yeah. for the Caminoans. I mean, goodness gracious! But the I guess these you know they want it. They want things to be equal. You give us our stuff back, we don't care. We're good. Yeah, you know yeah. we're out of here. See ya. That's how their stuff. They have all the spices. It's all good. I love how cold his voice was. He was just like he wasn't taking no stuff. <laughs> oh, you think this is a negotiation? <laughs> it is. <not>. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like cool. stuff. We got yeah. another episode coming up here. It looks like what? It countdown is about four hours from four yeah. hours and twenty minutes. So. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So yeah. we got this done in the first week. So under the wire. That's all right. Be- being selfish, I still wish those were Eastern Standard Time. You know, being selfish. <laughs> Well, Midnight for me, a lot easier for 3 a.m. I know for me for Hitch and a youngling, it's easy. All time is equal to me now. I am the master <laughs> of all time. 3 yeah. p.m., 3 a.m., I got them all. So, no. yeah. I'm all set. It all comes together. Yep. I'll be awake. I'll be watching it pretty quick after after it comes <laughs> up, I'm sure. Someone will wake me up around 4, I bet. Mm-hmm. That's good theater. But yeah, guys, once again, I like everybody. Uh, it's, it's good to get back on here, you know, regularly and we're able to discuss these topics with you guys. I mean, you know, this and crazy to think about it, but, you know, we're in, what, August, July going into August. This is usually for any kind of media, especially in fan channels in, in, in a sense. Star Wars is taking a chance because think about these three months. Everybody's off. Even after the pandemic. This is the time where you don't have a series out. You don't have any content. Look how Disney Star Wars is capitalizing on really the three summer months um, that everybody's traveling, but yet they have a series out that people can connect to, we can talk about. I mean, to be honest, I think this is really the first time anybody's ever done this. Sitcoms-wise, anything, usually the summer is dead zone for any show. So 
It's, the, think about what's on CBS right now. It's Big Brother and Love Island, like four nights a week. That is not yeah. a lot of scripting happening. <laughs> well, when you give people a choice, which it would, it, you know, from the time I grew up and everything, everything had to be on at a set time and you had to right. make that time in order for it, you know, to see your particular program. And then the summer, it was just nothing on and you got to do whatever you wanted to do outside. Now you got a choice. You got a time and on demand is, is what they coined it. You know, you can watch it on your time. So it, you could put anything out there nowadays and have people still watch it because they watch it on their leisure. You can watch it on your phones. You can watch it, you know, while you're on the beach, you know, um, anywhere, any place on a plane. You know, you can watch your whatever content, your whatever your favorite content that you want to watch. You can watch it anytime that you want. You don't have to have a set schedule like how it used to be. Right. And, and Disney's been smart since been a one with the Disney Plus. I mean, they could have went the Netflix route and released a whole series as we discussed. You can binge watch it. Yeah. But uh, it, it seems like Netflix has even kind of changed the whole idea of how they release stuff. I mean, yeah. that R.L. Stein Fear Street, I think, that came out recently was supposed to be a one-day release, and they've broken it up. Um, allegedly, this last season or whatever, the next season of um, Stranger Things may get broken up in a weekly take. So it, it – I, to be honest, I think they're embracing this YouTube community, um, these these fan channels, different whether or not even YouTube, these different mediums. As far as we, you know, we have people listening to us on the podcast. I really think that the traditional media of watching a E News or something or wherever you you know consume your entertainment has really died off. And you know, us and these other different channels or medias, it's really the future. I mean, I don't remember the last time I watched E for news on series or breaking news. I usually go to YouTube or us or you know, and, and just try to find my news. So I, I feel like we are the new media, the new world. I mean, people come to us um, for that, that knowledge and that, um, you know, that, that you know, the no nuances that we, we talk about. And we make it fun, I think, you know. A lot yeah. of those guys are scripted and they are kind of pretty rigid. You know, we kind of go off the cusp, with our, you know, which makes it even fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a ball. <laughs> Definitely is. But uh, as as we close out here, guys, uh, question of the week for you guys. We'll put up on I believe we'll put this in on the Facebook group. But uh, we'll just do this real quick and short and sweet. So you know, what are your what are your thoughts on you know Disney Plus Premium Services? Do you, would you continue to subscribe or do you want to go back to theater? I know where I am and where we've discussed this earlier, but you know that'll be our question of the week for you guys. Do you want to continue with the premium service, or do you feel that it should just be one way, which is just in the theater, and you know you, we'll take a punt at that? So, um, until the next week, guys, we talk about episode uh, fifteen, which airs here in about four hours and fifteen minutes, <laughs> and discuss some new topics. Hopefully, we got some more news on some other series. But uh, until next week, guys, this is the way. This is the way.